Hello, and welcome to Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Well, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Tom Masters, your host for Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom, and welcome to another episode. And Thanks, Tom. Today's episode is called Enjoy Your Day Today. And it's a provocative title. Uh, uh, you mentioned that we should stop fixing ourselves and maybe focus more energy on being able to enjoy the day today. Would you right. tell us a little more about that? Well, I'm just going to give sort of a very brief synopsis topic actually you can talk for at least a half a day on. Um, but I'll give you my perspective on this. I have to be very careful on this because when I talk about enjoying your day today to patients too early on, they're going, what are you talking about? I mean, they, they really feel like they're not being heard. They feel insulted that I'm, that I'm not acknowledging the depth of their pain. So i like, like to first point out what I the reason why I use the term abyss, which I define as anxiety times anger times time, and I also might add without hope, is a huge problem. So it's been estimated, it's been documented in several research papers that the impact of chronic pain on a person's life has a similar impact to terminal cancer. It's a huge problem. I'd also argue that it's worse because with terminal cancer, you know, there's an endpoint. As bad as it is, there is an endpoint. With chronic pain, you're completely invisible, you're trapped. And it hit me about 10 years ago as I'm talking to people in pain, trying to describe how miserable they are, how they're not being believed, et cetera, et cetera, bounced around, that you can't put it into words. And when I was in the middle of my chronic pain, which lasted 15 years, which I might add is a really long time, I had no way out. I didn't know how I got into it. I didn't know how I came out of it. I saw doctor after doctor, didn't get an answer, and just got increasingly frustrated and flat out a major suicidal depression. So I call it the abyss, just a term which is, I think, encompasses a lot of psychological diagnosis. And you're just in a dark spot that you can't you can't see your way out of. So let's say you're not in the abyss. Let's say you're just living your life reasonably well, have some stresses, you're sort of dealing with it, the pain's not totally crippling your life. Um, or even if it is, it's the same issue. But we're all programmed to have our peace of mind pretty much dependent on external circumstances. In other words, good kids, good wife, good life, nice car, nice house, good career, um, more possessions, more money, more power. All those things were sort of implied that if we have enough of these things, that we'll be, quote, happy. So first of all, if you think about this carefully, there's no chance of having all your life circumstances line up so perfectly that you're going to be happy. Second of all, we know that statistically if that could happen, that it's not going to stay that way. It's not a sustainable, stable situation. Third of all, when things start going well, then you become anxious about when is the shoe going to drop. So when your peace of mind is basically dependent on external circumstances, you're at the mercy of those circumstances. So one of the circumstances, of course, is less pain. So it is better to be in less pain than more pain. It's better to have more money than less money. It's better to have a nice, thriving family than not have a family. I get all that. But I've also looked at your life in general, that stress comes at us every day, that life tends to get worse and more difficult as you get older, even though some people come out the other side reasonably well no matter what they do. And But the problem is, is that life keeps coming at you, and again, if your, your peace of mind is dependent on your circumstances, it's a huge problem. The other thing is the human body is designed to survive, and so I wrote a website post called Your Personal Brain Scanner, that if things are going well, that your brain is actually designed and intended to look for a problem. In other words, it's always looking for danger. 
So if things are going well, your brain is simply going to go ahead and look for danger. We all know very high-profile people, multiple, dozens and dozens of them, um, who had all the fame and fortune and companionship that you could ever imagine, and they were mentally ill or they committed suicide. And the bottom line is you can't outrun your mind. Because, again, your behavioral patterns and mind are a million times stronger than your conscious brain. And all these, all these things we do to try to achieve happiness um, cannot work. It doesn't work. And we see all these people in high-profile situations that have everything you can dream of on this planet and are miserable. You simply cannot outrun your mind. So I'm going to write a website post probably this week about how happy is such a deadly word. Because with the word happy, there's always this mental judgment Good experience, bad experience, good day, bad day, I'm happy, not happy. So it tends to be a word of the conscious brain that blocks you from actually experiencing what it is. So understand that happy is a label, um, sad is a label, and what you're really trying to work on is awareness of experience and what is. So some things are more pleasant than others, granted. Nobody's asking you to be happy when, you're, when things are unpleasant. But it's about connected and engaged thinking, and the term happy actually is a very detrimental word. So the bottom line is, on a given moment, you just take what you have, and you make a decision, I'm going to simply enjoy. I use the word experience the day, but the bottom line is enjoy the day. And watch yourself take experiences. Somebody says something nice to you, you're happy. Somebody upsets you, you're unhappy. Well, again, you're at the mercy of the circumstances. You have no control, and you're sort of miserable at the end of the day. So what I have learned, I call it the eye of the storm, is that you learn to understand that life keeps coming at you, keep getting triggered. There's no thing such a pain-free utopian existence. Life keeps coming at you very, very hard. So what you learn to do, you learn to simply learn to process your environment and pull yourself right into the center. So we talked about the expressive writing exercises, which allows you to separate from your thoughts and circumstances. We talked about active meditation or mindfulness, where you simply connect to sensory experiences. And what you're doing is simply pulling yourself into the present moment and enjoying yourself. It's the best you can do. Again, you can enjoy yourself more with less pain, granted. But if you can't fix the pain and you're upset about something you have no control of, then of course you make yourself miserable. So I have an exercise to do with my patients. I say, look, it's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You've got about 6 or 7 hours before you go to bed. So pain or no pain, make a decision. What are you going to do to enjoy this evening? So good food, good wine, good friends, read a good book. Um, we ask our patients never to discuss their pain or talk about their pain. If you want to go home and complain, that's not enjoying your day. So the bottom line is you take what you have right this second, even if you don't have pain. Let's say you have just an angry boss at work. It doesn't matter. Do you want to bring the angry boss to home with you? To, you know, to home with you? No. So you leave it at the door. You come in the house, you make a decision to enjoy the day. So you're, it's, it's basically puts the enjoyment of at least the remainder of your day in, in the patient's control. Correct, saying, 100%. You take control of what you want your experience to be. Yeah, and it goes deeper than that. I mean, the bottom line is, and this was actually said really well in this book called Sapiens, which is a current New York Times bestseller. It's about the evolution of the human race. This point was even a thousand, a million years ago, that your sense of well-being is really dependent on your body's chemistry. So when I wrote this website post a few years ago, I really didn't understand the body chemistry very well. But when you're unhappy, upset, anxious, and angry, 
your body's full of the stress chemicals, adrenaline, cortisol, and histamine, and other ones. So you're wired, you're alert, you're not relaxed, and it's not a very pleasant state of affairs. When you're relaxed, it's oxytocin, the love drug, dopamine, the reward chemicals, serotonin is antidepressant. There's a group of drugs called GABA drugs that are like the Valium-type drugs, incredibly relaxing. So we just sit back and visualize this soup, if you want to call it that, of stress chemicals or this environment of play chemicals. It's a huge difference, huge. And that chemical environment is really which, which gives you this sense of well-being. So again, you can't adjust your body's chemistry by external circumstances because it's way deeper than that. So it's taking that deep breath, feeling the breeze, connecting with the moment, talking to a friend. All those things help calm down and de-adrenalize the nervous system. Huge, huge effect. What you can't do is complain. You can't gossip. You can't talk about your pain. Because all those things do is simply fire you up. And another thing I ask people to do now, and actually I've asked this for years, um, is simply stop watching the news. It turns out that a lot of my patients in pain actually end up watching the news all the time. It doesn't matter what your political or religious persuasion is. It doesn't matter. Um, it's not that pleasant. <clears throat> and, and the news really never has been that pleasant. So I think you know, half an hour a day, I understand the current circumstances and whatever it is. But a lot of people, it turns out, <clears throat> watch the news day after day after day for hours. So you're sitting in front of the TV, getting upset about something you have no control over. That's not enjoying your day. Right, and I, I so you're so basically, it's like getting people a way to to tap into their own um, innate or inborn natural pharmacy. Correct. Right. Activate the chemicals and do things that will activate the chemicals that will make you feel better, versus doing things that activate chemicals that will make you feel more anxious or correct stressed out. Well, and going back in the conversation a little bit, there's a sequence of becoming angry and upset. Um, the, I call it the genealogy of anger. So you have a circumstance that you blame, and then you're a victim, and then you're upset or angry. So the problem is the victim role is very powerful. You feel very righteously in, indignant. It feels powerful, which actually covers up the feeling of anxiety. So it turns out, myself included, that really nobody wants to give up their anger. So if somebody upsets me, of course, you want to blame them. In other words, and, but really it's your responsibility because they simply triggered a reaction in you. So it's actually 100% you. It has nothing to do with them. And Anthony DeMellon in his book, The Way to Love, points out if somebody upsets you, you learn to thank them because they've given some insight into your own nervous system and who you are. Unfortunately, for me particularly, it still feels like that other person. So you can either allow this person who you now dislike or did dislike to ruin your day, or you become aware of the fact that it simply triggers something within you, and you can give your peace of mind over to that person that upsets you, or you can use the tools to enjoy the day. So basically, you uh, you can't control the stimulus, but you can control your own response. Absolutely. Yeah, and the response, again, is a less adrenalized, less stress chemical response. And again, anxiety is that sensation generated by the body's stress chemicals, as you learn to regulate your body's stress chemicals, that feeling of anxiety drops through the floor. You, I mean, you can't really enjoy the day when you're being assaulted by stress chemicals, right? Right. You, you just can't. So the bottom line is, is you decrease the stress chemicals and have this incredible bath of oxytocin, dopamine, and whatever, um, life is good. 
So essentially, you're sort of uh, you're playing the probabilities a little bit. You do the things that have a lower probability of of triggering you, and right. uh, do the things that have a higher probability of stimulating those the, the, the good chemicals that make right. you feel better. Yeah, and then when you're triggered, which is another conversation, you don't want to suppress a trigger. I mean, uh, you know, a trigger-free existence isn't possible. So you don't want to suppress a trigger, but you don't want to take action when you're in a reaction. So you just learn to watch your reaction come, watch it go, and watch the stress chemicals drop down, and then you just move on with your life. So in other words, you're not at the mercy of the circumstances for a very long period of time. But yeah, it's been a really huge paradoxical shift for me. And again, I have to be very careful how I present it because, again, I simply want to honor people suffering at the deepest level because the suffering of chronic pain is huge, but you always have choices. That's the key. Well, I think these are tools we can all use whether we're experiencing chronic pain or not uh, as a way to make our lives more enjoyable. Yeah, and absolutely. as we point out, more enjoyable today, right now. Yep, absolutely. Well, Dr. Hanscom, I'd like to thank you again for uh, this episode. It's been a real eye-opener, and uh, I know I'm going to put some of those principles to work in my day today. So I, I'm good. I hope our listeners will, too. And I want to remind our listeners that you can find more information about this topic in the show notes. And we hope you'll stay tuned for another episode of Back in Control Radio with Dr. David Hanscom. Thank you, Dr. Hanscom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for listening today and join us next week for Back in Control Radio.